This is Josie Brown with Author Provocateur. I'm talking today with contemporary romance novelist Violet Howe, whose Tales Behind the Veil series follows the diary entries of a wedding planner who shakes off her own heartache by creating happily ever afters for brides who hope they've found their Prince Charming. Violet has also written a romantic suspense novel with a paranormal twist. She will be joining me in Milwaukee, Wisconsin this April for the Barbara Bay Reader Appreciation Weekend. You write about romance in a very interesting way. You have a wedding planner heroine. And that's very exciting to me because I think weddings are the most romantic thing that anybody can can attend. I, I presume you agree with that. They can be. <laughs> they can definitely be um, very romantic. They can be very heartwarming and very inspiring. Um, and they can also have a, a, a different feel to them. Um, every couple is different, and their relationship dynamics are different. And of course, their dynamics with family members that are involved are different. So um, sometimes some of that overrides the love and romance you know, happily ever after feel. <laughs> it's entertaining. <laughs> right. I see that you have three books in the Wedding Planner series. Uh, excuse me, four books. One just came out this yes, summer. Three, yes, there are three books um, from the viewpoint of the Wedding Planner, which is Tyler. And then the fourth book is another character um, who is prominently featured in the trilogy, and it's that character's story. And it's actually it's actually parallel stories because it tells the stories of story of a disastrous first love that she had at age 19, and now she's encountering love again at age 49. Ah, good. And it kind of tells a, a parallel story of, of, you know, what it was like to encounter love at that, that age when you went in just completely almost blind to um, any kind of red flags or anything you think about versus 49 where she's almost to the other end of the spectrum and she's almost like not willing to give love a chance. So um, it's interesting to look at, the, at the, the different ages and how she approaches love. Well, um, let me ask you about that. Um, were, were your stories inspired by real people or real events? How, how do you come up with your plots? Well, for the Wedding Planner series, I was actually um, in the wedding event industry for about 15 years. And so I did, um, you know, encounter a lot of, of different weddings and different couples and have a lot of experiences there. And as a writer, um, I, I always thought it was very interesting, the viewpoint that the wedding planner has. Because you do, um, you know, you're not just planning the event. You're, you're kind of, you have kind of a window into the relationships between family members, between you know, the, the wedding party, bridesmaids, friendships. You, you kind of get uh, an ear and an eye into all of these complicated dynamics that come into play in pretty much, you know, anyone's relationships and anyone's families. And, and having that viewpoint, there were times when, you know, as we mentioned before, it was very romantic and it was very inspiring and it almost like renewed your faith in love and there were times when it made you know the prospect of committing for life a downright scary thought so um, I always wanted to write something from the wedding planner's point of view of kind of looking from the outside in at all these different ways that love is experienced all these different ways that people commit all these different tangles that people get themselves into over the act of, of this huge commitment. Wow, that's a beautiful way to come up with a plot too, because it's so real. I mean, these people are are you know living the most you know memorable day of their lives, and you were a part of it, and you saw a lot of tears, a lot of fears, a lot of joy, 
a lot of um, memories being made. Um, right. Did, uh, is there going to be a, a new wedding planner book in time for uh, the Barber Bay weekend? I am going to kind of let the wedding planner um, series sit for a little while right now. I'm currently working on, I also have the Cedar Creek series, which is um, romantic suspense or romantic mystery. So I'm currently working on the second book in that series. And I am also um, working and hope to have out before the Barbara Bay um, Reader Appreciation Weekend, another book that I'm, I'm participating in a meet cute promotion which is going to be um, 12 different books from 12 different authors, and each of those books has a story where um, there's a meet-cute, which is when the, the hero and heroine meet in some way that is unusual or romantic or funny or ironic. And so I do, um, I do have some plans for that one to come out. I'm hoping to get that one out before the Barbara Bay weekend as well. And um, those two have nothing to do with the Wedding Planner series. <laughs> the Wedding Planner series on hold for a little bit and exploring some other characters that are vying for attention in my mind. Right. I'm the same way. I, I go to, um, I'm working on several series, not at the same time, but something will pique me about one series when I'll, I'm working on the other and then I have to flip my brain around. And it's so much fun because it's such a great challenge for us as writers to say, okay, now we're going into this world and it's a little bit different. And that's why we do this because we get to explore all these different worlds. Yes, and I, and I love to do research, so I love finding something that, it, that is maybe something that I'm curious about or maybe something that I know nothing about, and, and doing a lot of research so that I can incorporate that into my stories with um, Maggie, which was that spinoff character in the Wedding Planner series. Um, I knew that the love interest in that book was going to be a rancher, and I know nothing about ranching. <laughs> and so I went and spent some time on um, a ranch here in Florida. It's actually um, the largest cattle ranch by cattle production in the United States. And I was fascinated. I filled an entire notebook, and I was you know, asking questions voraciously the whole day, fascinated with. I had kind of a concept in my head, which was incorrect, of what the day in the life of a quote-unquote cowboy would be. And... Um, I was so wrong, and so it was fascinating to me to find out all these different things, um, you know, that most of them have master's degrees in some sort of, you know, grass management or environmental um, sciences or animal behavior sciences and, and, you know, the different ways that they incorporate their education and the different ways that the ranch is used. So even though a lot of that didn't necessarily make get into the novel as far as the day-to-day -day life on the ranch, it very much colored my character and colored kind of his background and the way I looked at him and the way I felt like he would make decisions and what he would do based on that being his day-to-day -day life. Right, right. So I enjoy that research aspect of it. I know. It kind of flips the whole story around, doesn't it, in your brain? Yes. Yeah, uh, sometimes it totally changes where you thought the character was going to go and then you do research and you're like, oh, well, actually, that was wrong. So uh, <laughs> it's very interesting when you learn more about your characters than you knew, so... Oh, that's great. Uh, the Ghost in the Curve. I love the whole concept of that book. And I was thinking, how did she come up with this story? Um, do you mind talking about that a little bit? Sure. Um, I lived in a very small town in central Florida um, for, for many years. I've, I've lived in the area um, for over 20 years. And uh, in one of my previous homes, there was the curve that I would you know, have to have to go through that curve in order to go and come from home. 
And at night, it was just a really spooky curve. It's right on the edge of a lake. The road really hugs the water. Like, the water comes right up to the road's edge. And, in fact, you know, if, if there was ever really heavy rain or, or heavy, you know, a few days of storms, it would flood the road. And the trees that surrounded this, there were the tall cypress trees. And they have the Spanish moss hanging from them. And, and if you drove that road at night, like, it was just really spooky. And I... It started with me thinking that I would hate to end up having a flat tire or have something that broke me down in that stretch of the road. And that I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat. I don't like being outside in the dark and the unknown. And I was like, oh, I hope I never have a problem here. And that, that kind of was the seed of the idea of thinking about someone being stuck in that area and, um, and you know, being frightened. And then that kind of grew into having a character who was maybe visiting that area and was forced to be, you know, in that curve, forced to be there. So that kind of, at the very beginning of Ghost in the Curve, um, our character Sloan has come to the area for a weekend retreat. She wants it to be a remote retreat, but she's surprised, being from L.A., she's surprised to find that she doesn't have any cell service at all in this little tiny remote Florida town. And so she's run out to the road to try to get in a clearing from the trees to get a cell service. And um, that's where she encounters the ghost. So it's not a scary story. It's definitely not a horror story. Um, she actually is a very friendly ghost. She's a 16-year-old ghost. But it, um, but it came in those, I guess you would say it was rooted in those fears of, like, you know, what would it be like to be stranded on this road alone at night in the curve, and what might you encounter? And so that's, that's where that came from. Wow. That is, um, that could definitely get your... Um your freak going. I mean, first of all, you've got the Spanish moss, which, which I always think is very, very, uh, you know, scary. And in yeah, a mist and in a curve, and if you're in a car, and if you happen across somebody who happens to be walking right on that curb, just at that moment, right. I mean, every, it, it, right. you know, it just raises the hackles on the back of my neck. So, right. <laughs> so I'm glad that, uh, that was, you know, that was the origin of that. Wow. And, and, and I presume that you're going to continue that series and we can look for more of that. I am continuing that series. I very much enjoyed um, Sloan and Tristan are the two main characters in that series. And I, I really um, enjoy both of them. I love their banter and I love their relationship. They're both very strong and, and hard-headed characters. And, um, and I also loved the, the, the relationship between Sloan and Chelsea the Ghost. They, they definitely develop a friendship, and, and several readers have commented that it's almost like two sisters with the relationship that they have. And so um, I do have plans to continue the series. I'm working on the second one now. Sloan and Tristan will continue to be in those series, and there will be a mystery um, in each book of the series that the two of them are kind of working together to solve. So, um I, I definitely have more plans for them. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I love the idea of a uh, uh, former actress tur- turning sleuth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So she's um, kind of exploring a different side of herself. She's, she's always, you know, pretended to be someone else and, and almost lived her life stepping into the role of a character, whether she was in front of the character, um, in front of the camera or not. And so now she's kind of exploring what, she wants to be when she's not in front of the camera and who Sloan is. Perfect. So it's been interesting to explore that with her. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining me for today's uh, interview, and I look forward to meeting you, you at Barbara Vays, and I know all the readers will as well. Most definitely. I can't wait to meet everyone. I'm so excited about this. Like, I wish April would just hurry up and get here. <laughs> 
Want to hear more about the authors who will be attending the Barbara Bay Reader Appreciation Weekend? Just go to my website, authorprovocateur.com, and click on to the other interviews. You'll also find them on the event's Facebook page. And beneath each interview, feel free to leave a comment about your favorite part of it. Doing so puts you in the running for a bundle of the author's books. Listeners can leave one comment per author to be entered for the drawing. This is Josie Brown of Author Provocateur, signing off.